Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. What do we do with the gray in our lives? How do we focus more on the people we disagree with than the issue we disagree with? That's later in the show. But Dawn, how do we engage with the grouch in our lives? Oh, I wouldn't have the faintest idea. <laughs> I, I would not even know. I don't know any grouches. And I'm certainly not one. I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you stunned silence? Both of you, stunned silence. That's wisdom. hilarious. This is wisdom? Yeah, I, I, see the, I see the filter on both of your faces. <laughs> it's also what we heard in the last half hour as you prefaced the show. Oh, yeah? In Nashville? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's National Grouch. It sure is. Fine to grouches day. It's Dashiell Do a Grouch a Favor Day. Isn't that something? You Do you need your about- coffee refilled? Yeah, at a boy. How about some almonds? Uh, almonds, it's <laughs> National Almond Day. I'm telling you, it, it's a couple different things to celebrate. But I had to laugh that National Grouch do a Grouch a favor day. I mean, now we have seen everything I, right on the national calendar. Let's mm-hmm. kill them with kindness day, I guess. I guess. So do a Grouch a favor. It's, it is. It's all about kindness on the 16th of February. And you probably know a grouch. You've probably been guilty of being one. I, I just, it, y'all don't know how hard I try to not come in here with like this. Um, yeah. It's it's just the morning thing. It Wait. has nothing to do with the great team. Your life is not always toward. perfect, and there's not things that happen outside the show. My life is oh, always okay. perfect. I gotcha. All yes, right. practically perfect in every way. In Me every and Mary way. Poppins, yeah. we're cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you know me, you know that's not true. But <laughs> you do try to do your best. And, of course, the Lord is so kind, even in our grouchiness. Um, but, yeah, if you find yourself a grouch today, you, you might just pull out your Oscar the Grouch t-shirt. Let everybody know. I, I do try to warn y'all, don't I? Oh, you do? I, I come you in do. with, I, like, the warning bells flashing. You're like, yep, and which I appreciate. Because, <laughs> as I've told you before, my big question is... I just need to know it's not me, and if it is, we need to deal with that. And yeah. as long as it's not me, I will give you your space, Yeah, and we'll talk about it whenever we end up needing to talk about it. But until then, or or God just takes it away, you yeah. know, which sometimes happens too, right? And Once so I wake up, He I'm changes good. our attitudes. He does all that. <laughs> we wake up. We realize, oh, yeah, I'm just kind of in a bad mood because I'm tired. Just that, and, yeah. That's yeah. usually just it, is just trying to wake up. And by about 9 o'clock Central, I'm there. <laughs> That's a perfect time. Right <laughs> as the show ends, you're ready late. to go and on with your day. Isn't that awful? Just smile on your face. I know. <laughs> I, it, it, it's so, because I love, I love serving with Moody Radio. I love being on this team. It is just a matter of ramping it up to get awake and continue to ask the Lord for that strength. When you are not a morning person by nature. Uh-huh. These hours are challenging. Hilariously challenging. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't think either one of you or either one of us are. I know mm-hmm. I am not mm-hmm. a morning person by nature. You know, I would. I think I do my best work from like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah. But that's not really an option here. Nope. And so we just kind of got to make the best of it. This, and you know, it's funny because... Y- uh, in radio, you're supposed to not give all the dirty details of, you know, how hard it is and things oh, like that. But it's real life. I mean, you have challenges in your job, no doubt. And, you know, there are challenges here, even though it's great and we all love what we get to do. But 
there are still challenges. I think there's challenges in every area of life, which is why, as I was talking to my friend Susie yesterday, and, you know, you continue to go back to the word, to back mm-hmm. to the Lord and see where he's at work and, and engage in that. It's not just, Lord, would you bless this? And Lord, will you do this? It's real life with him. Yeah. And that that is a constant tension, but it's a good one. And one of the things that I think as we go back to him, we go back to him over and over again is to say, Lord, I need to confess and repent of this. And maybe it's because we've been a grouch (laughs) or it could be any number of things. But there are so many times where we need to extend forgiveness, Mm -hmm. where we need to recognize and realize how much we've been forgiven. And I know that's what we're going to take a look at in this morning's devotional. Let's do it. From Matthew 6, 12, we look at and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It's pretty easy to say that verse, but it's not as easy to live that verse And few things really are more precious to receive than forgiveness. If you've ever wronged somebody and you so desperately want them to forgive you, and they do, you know what a gift that is. You know not just the relief that comes, but this understanding of God's grace is renewed in your heart. We carry this burden. It's our sin. And it is wonderfully freeing to know that the one that we have wronged the most that'd be Jesus, has completely forgiven us. Jesus told his disciples, ask God for forgiveness. Every time you pray, ask him. Jesus knew that we would need the daily, or we would daily incur debts, and they would be against God. I mean, we sin against one another for sure, but we are sinning against God. And inevitably, we fall short of the standard, God's standard. We see that in Romans, yeah? We know that none of us will measure up, but we don't have to because Christ did. He is enough, and he paid the penalty for our sin. And a day does not go by that we don't need to go back to the Father and ask him to remove that debt against us. Now, he has done it, but it's such, he has paid the penalty, he has completed the work, but it's such a reminder that we're still in a sinful body and to go back and practice repentance by doing it. Jesus warned, he warned us that we should accept forgiveness from God as we forgive those who sin against us. For God is gonna forgive us in the same way that we forgive others. Whoa! Matthew 6, 15, God's nature is forgiveness, Exodus 34. And if we are to be his disciples, we have to follow his example. If God is gonna forgive our most relentless enemy, we can do nothing less for one another. Jesus, he did not say that certain offenses are unworthy of our forgiveness. That's a tough one. We have no biblical excuse for allowing unforgiveness in our hearts. It is because of what God has done for us that we are able to forgive. If you choose to withhold that forgiveness from someone, your worship and your prayers are absolutely futile. Study out Matthew 5. See what he's instructing you to do. See what he instructs me to do. Ask God to make you aware of those dark corners in your life where you're just harboring, nurturing, growing that resentment. And a keen awareness of your own need for forgiveness will put the offenses of others in proper light. 
Ask God to make you like Christ so that even when you're being persecuted, you can pray, Father, forgive them. Jesus did that on our behalf. He prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do while he hung on the cross. If we understand the magnitude of our sin, the extraordinary magnitude of grace, then it allows us to see how we interact with forgiveness even more intentionally. You want this devotional? Text the word Devo, D-E-V-O, 800-555-7898. Completing the Facebook post right now. As you head to Facebook, you're looking for Don and Steve in the morning. Moody Radio. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Ali Patterson shares about how to stay standing. We're just one subscriber away from 100. What? Will what, that what? be you? I think <laughs> if we hit there during the show, Briggs needs to do a happy dance. Oh, yeah. And we'll uh, we'll see the Facebook Englishman Live? on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. Does he have moves like Jagger or is he the stereotypical stiff Englishman? Like Scott Thunder. Hey, I have Scott Thunder dancing on video several times between uh, times at Christmas when his sweater sings. No kidding. It makes noise. So when he was dancing to that and then during a share event, he was he was we met a goal, a short term goal. And I got him on video dancing. So, hey, yeah, I am certainly not. Above or below, pulling out my phone and going live on uh, Facebook. Everyone will never know whether we hit 100. <laughs> I can I can find out, too. I have the power. Will you go to our <laughs> YouTube channel? Oh, yes. Let's get Don Ray out of the crosshairs and <laughs> put the English one there. I like that much better. Uh, so, you know, you've seen this stuff going on. I love my transition. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, that's, uh. that's true professionalism, right? I think that was in uh, Communications 101 class. <laughs> we spent two weeks on Segway, the number one way. Uh. <laughs> Seriously, I can just hear these coaches that are speaking into our lives hearing that and going, what in the world? I'm so sorry. If you're not radio, that's probably not nearly as um, there, There is revival going on. You might need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, how, how do you pivot from that, right? <laughs> let's let's do a redo, right? Redo, <laughs> right? All right. Take two. Cut, <laughs> cut, strike, set. Okay, here we go. Take two. <sighs> um, we are watching the news headlines when it comes to what's happening in Wilmore, Kentucky, which I'm super thrilled because I'm from this area in Kentucky. At Wilmore, I had friends that went to Asbury, and yeah, in my young 20s, I just thought it was the coolest little place. It's a small town, and to see that revival has broken out on this campus is just really, really neat. And, and yeah. Ben was asking, my hubby was asking me yesterday, hey, have you heard the naysayers? And I said no, for two reasons. One, I just haven't looked for them, but I knew they would come. Oh, they're out there. There's yep. just no doubt about it. We tend to want to always tear down and and not build up. But the other reason is I believe the eyewitness account of people that have been there. And I think if you haven't been there, it's going to be hard to comment for real. I have a friend 
They were on a college campus visit just this past weekend, and I reached out and said, what did you what did you see? What did you experience, if you will, when you walked into the chapel there on the campus? And so he shared that with me, and I'll share that with you here in just a little bit. But our question is, have you made the pilgrimage up there? Would love to hear if you have and what what happened. Yeah. So it, 800-555-7898. You have a friend who's been there. I know a couple of people who have been there. And just to hear from them, their accounts, to mm-hmm. read what they've written, um, just sounds such an incredibly cool place to be right now. I got to admit, I'm, I'm tempted to oh, jump in I the car go. and go. Yes, right? I want to <laughs> go. Wish, I wish we could do that. Uh, but I think one of the great things is this has people talking about revival. Yes. It's raised to our, our kind of consciousness, awareness, so that we're talking about it and saying, how can we continue to pray for this, ask God to grow this, expand mm-hmm. it? Reports that now revival is happening on the campus of Cedarville University in Ohio, Lee University, Tennessee. So do pray that you know it's not contained to just Wilmore, for but sure. that this spreads all, all throughout the country. And as we look at different revivals of the past, that may potentially give us an indicator of how God may move through this revival here. And what's so cool about it is that as we think about God doing a revival work in this country, we have no idea what the ramifications of that may be, Mm -hmm. the spiritual ramifications for our families, for our communities, for our government, for our churches. But I, th- I thought it was interesting that the Bible actually has no word for revival. Not something. But it does reveal a pattern of revival throughout the scriptures. It, it does. And there are so many different references that because the Old Testament documents, they do talk about God reviving this with the spiritual life, of course, being the thing that needs to be revived. And we'll tell you what those passages are here in just a few moments. Hey, would you like to see this whole article? Because there are so many scriptures in these nine things that we should know about revivals, especially here in the United States. Then we'll put that on our Facebook page or you could ask us for it. 800-555-7898. You can go to our Facebook page. We'll post it there. Joe Carter's done a great job. Early to bed. Early to rise, it's that time again, another cup of coffee needed for Dawn, and more with Dawn and Steve in the morning. We are glad that you are with us this morning. We're going to uh, try to get <laughs> Dawn contained here. She's like laughing so hard right now, <laughs> face is turning red, leaning over in the chair. But uh, I I think uh, you are just excited (laughs) by the topic and spirit of revival. Well, this this is that is accurate. That is 100 percent accurate. I I have two tracks going in my head this morning. One is just hilarious radio. How not to just (laughs) just showing you that this morning. And then I am thrilled about this thing that's happening that we're calling revival, even though there's no word in scripture for revival, but reviving our hearts and just talking about what's been happening in Wilmore, Kentucky, on the campus of Asbury University. And Kelly, you're in Tennessee this morning. You said you and your hubby are headed out this weekend to go up there. That's cool. And see what's going on. I, we would love to know next week when you return, like what you witness. We have friends that have been there. And Ben asked me yesterday, hubby said, hey, why aren't you guys like in the car going up there to check things out? I said, well, because there's a few things going on. And we want to. So if this continues 
or if it does continue to spread to other campuses, maybe we will have. Who knows what the Lord will do? But if he gives us opportunity to go, I'm there. I mean, we're thinking about doing it on Monday. Oh, on your way back? Yeah, we we have to go (laughs) up to Chicago later today for over the weekend. And if things are still happening on campus on Monday, and every indication seems that it probably will, Mm -hmm. it's still at that point. I'm trying to see if we can figure out a way to uh, swing through there on the way back home. Sure. So we we may be doing that. So I'm I'm hoping okay. that we can build that into the schedule because, man, I, I would love to just get a little taste of that and take and, the kids. Yeah, that would be. I think everybody longs for this kind of spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. and it's not just to set the poli- set the political scene right. It is to set the hearts of the people of God right. Yeah, intently. Following what the Lord, because what I keep hearing over and over again that's happening in Wilmore is that lives are being changed. Repentance is happening. Yes. Listen, that's a revived heart is when you have changed, been changed by the love and the sacrifice of Christ. That that is revival. Yeah. You used a word a moment ago, and that was awakening. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes because there are not clear cut definitions of and scripture doesn't define what some of these things are sometimes we kind of struggle to know what to to call this is this uh, a movement is this an awakening is this a revival is Mm -hmm. this a renewal and one of the things that joe carter points out is that knowing the distinctions between those things actually can be helpful and useful to the conversation he said uh, a renewal occurs when god touches the heart of a single individual Revival occurs when God touches a community of faith, and an awakening occurs when the wider society, even outside the church, is impacted. A movement can be thought of as an awakening that has more of a narrow influence. So thinking about what's going on there, you know, it's kind of got me thinking, well, God, take what right now appears to be a whole bunch of individual renewals, which have become a revival, would you grow that into an awakening and then a movement that may grow out of that? And it's his spirit. This is not something that man manufactures. And what we're hearing out of Wilmore is that it was a regular chapel service. It mm-hmm. was a Wednesday. Kids were, students were coming in, faculty. And when that hour came to a close, there was something about the presence of God that showed up. Yeah. And that's why they just didn't stop. And it hasn't been about one person. It hasn't been about one praise team. It's just been this continual worship. I cannot get over that hearts are being changed, that repentance is happening. That just shows you that there is a stirring of the Spirit of God. And I promised you those verses about revived hearts. Yeah. If there's no real true revival as a word in Scripture, but the spiritual life and God reviving a heart, you're looking at. Second Samuel 6 and Second Chronicles 29 and Ezra 9 through 10. And this is just this God-sized movement that we see in Scripture, which is why I'm going to encourage you to grab this article. And you can do that by heading to our Facebook page or texting. I already see a few texts coming in with the word revival. We will send you the link to it in that way. So 800-555-7898, keyword revival, or head to the Facebook page. That's easy to find when you see at Don and Steve in the morning. 
Dawn and Steve in the Morning have just launched our Instagram channel. Follow Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Instagram now. Oh, please do, because we're trying to keep you in the loop of things to help us all take the next step in our walk with Christ. And there are things that we can know about revivals that have happened in America. Nine things, to be exact. Joe Carter has done a great job putting this all together. We've posted this link on our Facebook page, but we're happy to send it to you if you let us know. 800-555-7898. He's kind of chronologically going through some of the things that have happened here in the States through the years. A a prayer amongst businessmen that led to a national renewal. This happened way back, 1857. It was a lay missionary that maybe you have probably not heard of. I'm going to guess I, this name is new to me. Jeremiah Calvin Lanfear, and he just wanted to launch this hour of prayer. He did so in New York City. Six men showed up, six mm-hmm. on the first day, but the next year, 10,000 showed up. And of course, this brought on a renewal nationally and so many people coming to Christ because of these faithful guys that got together to pray. So yeah. that's one, just one is not new to our world. No, and we've seen a number of revivals and movements that have uh, happened over the years. The Azusa Street Revival was a series of revivals in L.A. began in April of 1906, continued roughly until 1915, so nine years. And these revivals were scorned by many of the established denominations, but it did lead to a Pentecostal movement in the country. And then in the... Uh, 60s, late 60s, and the early 70s, we had the countercultural hippies colliding with evangelicalism, and it led to the Jesus movement. I love this so much because of the movie that's getting ready to come out. It releases next week called The Jesus Revolution, and it gives you just a peek. If, If you weren't part of that time period or if you don't know anything about the story, Even if you do, you are going to love to see what God has done. And just having Kevin Downs in, who is the producer of this film, uh, this week, was it this week? I've lost track of time. Yeah, I think it was Monday. It was this week. I think it was Monday. He was telling us about this film and how people were coming to faith in Christ during the filming of Jesus Revolution. Yeah. So God is definitely on the move, and they've done a beautiful job in telling the gospel story during that period. But you definitely saw uh, an awakening going on there during that time period. And one of the other things that Joe Carter points out, and we see this playing out right in front of us right now, is that colleges have been a primary location for revivals. Mm -hmm. Throughout U.S. history, revivals have often occurred with the young and especially on college campuses. Like in uh, 1802, there was a revival at Yale, led to one-third of the student body professing new faith in Christ. About 150 years later, there was a revival at the chapel of Wheaton College, caught the attention of Time Magazine at the time, which observed how a surge of confessional fever swept through the auditorium. Wow. Asbury, where we see revival happening right now, has had that happen numerous times on its campus, Sometimes just a revival contained more or less to the campus. Sure. Other times expanding throughout that. But 1905, 1908, 1921, 1950, 1958, 1970, 92, 2006, the most recent. All right there on Asbury's campus. Right. Isn't that something? It really is. Mm-hmm. And and I think we pray, Lord, continue to do it again. Yes. Grow this, expand this, take it to other places. And we see that happening as well.
which is so exciting. The love of God breaking through, breaking in, would that lead to a renewal in our lives, a revival, an awakening in this country?